We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. As always, you can get this on its own podcast feed. Just simply search Permission Granted or on the regular DA Show podcast feed and inside the free Odyssey app. Yeah, that's right. They house all of our podcasts, so listen to us there. Today, we aired the Year of the Buffoon montage, and because you'll hear from Bogus coming up on Side B, and of course, we'll get into it here on Side A. First question is, how proud was Pete of the effort of the Year of the Buffoon? He was really proud. Really, really proud. And in typical me fashion, I tried to poke and annoy Pete. I uh, I started Wednesday's show behind the scenes by telling Pete, you know, Pete, I got to say, you know, we waited second week of January to do this. I don't think me and the listeners are all that interested in this. And I knew it was really going to make him mad because he worked so hard on it. And of course, I'm trying to have fun or whatever. But he, uh, you know, he, he couldn't get enough of it. He got really angry at me earlier. I guess it's a piece of artwork. And then he called it a piece of artwork. He did. But he was fired up when it was playing. He's doing like the, you ever see the toy with, the, you know, the monkey banging the cymbals? That's what Pete looked like. He was just banging them around, banging the clapping hands. He couldn't get enough. And, of course, he did an awesome job with it. He did. Pete called it a piece of artwork. Yeah, well, I don't, this PGP is not about Pete. But, yeah, anything he does is a piece of artwork. <laughs> anybody he hires is the most unbelievable hire. And anything done by anybody else stinks. So, yes. No, it's... It doesn't mean it's not a piece of artwork, but take it with a grain of salt. It's a, it was so good. It was so, 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 so good. Pete does such a good job of of taking down all the notes. I mean, some days you say multiple things in a show that are ridiculous, and he will write them and note them and circle them. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. I like to think that I'm a, I'm an elephant in terms of memory, but it's unbelievable how much of that stuff I, I legitimately forget. And... If he didn't register them <laughs> and pull them and make them part of this, I might have gone my whole life not remembering certain things. Uh, whatever the Greco Roman or whatever the heck I said, I don't even recall saying that. Greco Roman. Greco Roman. Yeah, but I said the wrong thing. Yes, you said. Recklin Groman. Groman Recklin. Groman Recklin. Yeah, I don't remember saying that. 
I had really totally blocked out the screwing up the guest thing. Like I eliminated that from my brain that that had ever happened. Uh, it's just so many funny <laughs> things. It's he he really does do an unbelievable job. And by the way, it should be noted, I have access. By the way, this goes back to the Gelb controversy to our entire sound system folder. And I can tell you, I still have no idea where Pete keeps these. I never see them wow. until... Seeker folder. Yeah, and now I see them. It was almost like unlocking a cheat code. I finally saw them all there today, and I was able to make an epic fail, but I don't know where he keeps them. Wow. It was so great, and a little behind the scenes, probably a month ago, we started saying, hey, when should we play the Year of the Buffoon? And that week between Christmas and New Year, of course, all you guys were out, so we couldn't play it then. It feels a little weird turning the page into the new year than playing something that looked back at the previous year. Right. But you guys weren't around, and we wouldn't play it the second to last week of the year because that's when we get to the number one of the tw- on the 12 DAs. So then going into last week, Pete asked me, hey, when would you like to play this? And he said, I, I think maybe Tuesday, January 9th, right? That would have been yesterday. Today's the 10th. Today's the 11th. Oh, today's the 11th. Okay. So he said Tuesday the 10th. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, that's a long time. Tuesday right. the 10th? And I usually give it a once over at the end. I mean, Pete does an amazing job. He does 99% of the work. But I give it a once over at the end. Final edit, as they say. Final edit. Just to clean up a few loose ends. And I'm like, I, I guess that would give me more time to listen to it. But I'm like, I don't, that feels like a long time away. So I said, Pete, why don't we play it the week after we come back, but let's play it on Thursday. Thursday, whatever last Thursday was. And he agreed. Okay, that sounds good. And then DeMar Hamlin happened on Monday night, which happened into Tuesday, and it was like, we can't play the Year of the Buffoon this week. Right. Because certainly by Thursday morning, we still had no idea about his status. So Pete's instinct of playing it Tuesday the 10th, which ultimately became Wednesday the 11th, was right. Now, we we did it Wednesday the 11th because Tuesday was national championship game day all day, top to bottom. But his instinct was actually right. Second week of January was going to be the right the right move. Yeah, and, and it played great. We had a couple listener suggestions that say, why don't you get ahead of the 12 DAs and leave one day on the back end? Kind of like MLB gives you some space between starting the opener for a rainout and, uh, you know, basically play the 12 DA number one when number two, you back everything up a day and then close with the year of the buffoon, which I thought was a decent suggestion. But still, in the end, you know what? Two weeks, I mean, you're going to play this thing in February and people are going to be exactly. dying laughing. And honestly, we talk about the end of the year. In our terms, it feels like the year really ends with the Super Bowl because we're right. in sports radio, too. So right. I know it sounds different because some of us take weeks off and stuff. Some of us use all the days on Fridays. But I think our year really feels like it ends at the Super Bowl, doesn't it? Yes, and I would say let's just say that last week was a normal week without the Hamlin news and you played it on maybe Wednesday of last week because Tuesday would have been coming off that massive regular season right. Monday nighter. But the first week after the new year is kind of a good week to look back on the year. That's kind of a yeah. natural looking back point. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Everybody's gathered. What did we just go through this year? Let's sit and listen to what idiotics we had. Yeah, I agree. And that's when it normally will take place. So 
I think it, it's totally fine in the home it was. And and it brought the house down. Let's brought the house down. And it's so good playing it twice, too, for listeners. You know, Moist Pork, I knew, had to open the store early today, so he <laughs> would have missed 920. He got it in early at 720. That's a fact, too. That's not even a joke. So we had that going for us. So it was good. I, yeah. I thought it was good. And again, back to the drawing board. How can I avoid and cut this thing down? <laughs> you guys had to cut it down from, what, 14 minutes to 11 minutes. It should be my job this year to cut it down naturally. What's amazing also is that now Pete and I have an unwritten rule. Whatever happens to the 12 DAs can't make the year of the buffoon. It has to be all new. Right. So and how amazing is that? That that's 11 minutes or 14 minutes of stuff that didn't even get replayed already. We did have another listener question. I'm really going into the listener questions here that said, was that all, like, did you guys eliminate all 12 DA candidates? Not necessarily the first four out and the first 12. And by... My guess is because we had like 48 candidates, there's no way we eliminate all the candidates because that would mean some of the stuff that was good enough for a 12 DA, which then definitely should have been good enough for the buffoon, wouldn't have been played at all. No, I think the brilliance of the the year of the buffoon is they are traditionally not grand moments. They're moments that can go quickly forgotten, just right. as you said. You forgot they even happened. They're not usually massive conversations, not usually debate points. They're not usually very emotional or crazy. That's the stuff that usually makes the 12 DAs. They're just moments that you misspeak, moments that you don't know something obvious, moments that we correct you. And it's all of the secondary stuff that just is background to the show every day that Pete captures. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's totally it. And there was a time not that long ago, because I don't know how many years of the buffoon have we done now. Five? Now five. Five. Pete went back and... and Counted. 2017 was the first one, I think. So that first one, I was completely blown away and surprised. I yeah. had no idea you guys had been tracking them all year, and I was caught quite literally my pants down. Going, what is this? What what happened here? Uh, and now, obviously, I know it's coming because it's a, a tradition, but early on, even the second year when you did it, I was still unaware in real time. Like, there would be certain things I would say <laughs> that you guys would just go, huh, and look at each other and not, we wouldn't even have, like, some of these quick retorts, and we keep on going, and then they would be played in the year of the buffoon. Now it is so obvious that I, <laughs> and that's how many of those moments you heard in this year the before where I'm like, what, what now? Basically, I'm calling out and, and trying to bring attention to correct me here because all you hear is that click and Pete writing down something. <laughs> and I know I've triggered something and that triggers me to say I said something wrong. So I guess 2018 was the first one because 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, this is the fifth. You can go back and listen to them all on YouTube. They're pretty, pretty amazing. That's, that could be a good workout one day. You know? Yeah. Think about how long those are. The next thing you know, you've ran three miles. The one with Mike Wright, the oh. hammer man. No, the hit man. The hit man. I think his name's Matt now, isn't it? No, I think, well, you introduced him first as Mike. So I would imagine that's the right one. So he has the number one fantasy football podcast. He's known as the hit man. Oh, no. And it's on a Friday in the summer when I'm out and Mraz and Bogus are co-hosting. They have him on. And you know I wasn't on because I say no fantasy guests. Well, and that E-True Hollywood story, that <laughs> is the other backstory of this. I actually agree with the basis of DA doesn't like fantasy football guests because it, it becomes too much about your individual team and not broad enough. And I say if we're ever going to do fantasy football, I guess pre-draft, before you anybody in August is fine. This was through a certain PR team that had asked me numerous times, and I, I didn't want to offend them by flat out saying, DA doesn't like fantasy football guests. So I waited and I said, me and Bogus will just do it, and I will basically take care of you know, a PR firm. That clearly I didn't take care of. 
Uh, so I did it, and I don't know what happened. I don't know how I screwed this up. I, I think I was thinking about a million things. There was a lot of stuff I remember early in that show. And there's really no excuse. I just screwed it up. But to keep screwing it up, that's the problem. The background on my fantasy football stuff was back in Kansas City. I think our boss said you need to have a fantasy guest on. This was mid-aughts, so fantasy was really blowing up at this point in time, 05, 06, 07. And so we had a fantasy guy on every week during the football season. You've never seen phone lines light like when you have a fantasy football guest and he takes your questions. I mean, we couldn't answer the phone quick enough. And we were a popular show, but it was never like that on the phones. Right. So we're thinking, like, this is great. Everybody's really engaged. But every time you do that segment, your soul cracks a little bit because you're like, this guy going, all right, so I got Calvin Johnson. Um, you know, I have uh, <laughs> T.O., I have uh, Wes Welker, and I have so-and-so. Give me the two out of four I should start, and who should be my flex? Next guy goes, all right, so uh, I got Drew Brees, and he's playing uh, the Panthers, but then I also got Matt Ryan, and uh, who should I start? And you do that for 15 minutes every week, and you go, wow, we're just answering everybody's individual lineup questions. Right. And this is the worst radio ever because nobody else has that same question. And it's intoxicating because you get all these phone calls. You're like, this is great interaction. Then you're like, this is the worst listen ever. So that's why I was like, well, let, let's never do that ever again. You guys have this guy on, and I didn't know you had messed it up that many times until I think I started seeing tweets about it. I'm like, oh, uh -oh what happened? Yeah, the D-Aliens tattled on me real quick. And you were distracted. You were trying to host the show, trying to read emails while hosting the show, which is a death. That's totally. a death now. Totally. You can't when you are when that mic is on. Sometimes you'll see Pete will be on his phone during a, a take. Right. Sometimes you might be on your phone during a take. Sometimes Bogus is reading an email during a take. But when I have my take, like I've got to make sure everything else is locked right. in. You're right. And you were reading an email, and so. You know, you call this guy by the wrong name two different times. His name is Mike. You call him Matt, and then you call him, you correct yourself and call him Jake. <laughs> and I can tell you the Jake ended up being Jake from John Boy we were due to have on. That was the email right. I got. I was, I was trying to set up in studio. I was Basically, I was still trying to produce the show you host while hosting the show while you're out, and it was a disaster. And so I bring this up because it's so funny because the year of the buffoon would embarrass and humiliate anybody. That is like your worst moments, how stupid you are every single day of the year you're caught on camera be uh. saying something stupid. But you really don't care about that. Ultimately, you've owned that. But this one, getting this guy's name wrong, you you just hit your he head in shame. You couldn't even listen to it today. I mean, I, I pooped my pants. It was not nearly <laughs> as embarrassing as this moment. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, quote that, run with it, give it to the Times. Messing up the hitman's name is far more embarrassing than pooping your pants on air because it represents unprofessionalism. And what does pooping your pants represent? More unprofessionalism, but <laughs> at least entertaining unprofessionalism. Uh, professionalism that every, or unprofessionalism that everybody could have a laugh at and go, can you believe this happened to this guy? <laughs> when you screw up a guest name, it's why people have screwed up a guest name. But and you correct it with the wrong name? That's how is this guy on the air territory? How could you trust him to host a show territory? And it really I I was not well that whole weekend. Like that it ruined a summer weekend for me. It just sat and ingrained in my mind and it 
it was one of those moments in my career where I would love to have it back, and I can't have it back. It's my Trey Junkin. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. And I at least got to the point, and maybe it was self-medicating with alcohol, that I, I eventually forgot about it. Like, I know I'll never make that mistake again, or I like to think I won't make that mistake again, but yeah. I couldn't I couldn't think of it. It festered in my mind for so long that I, I just, it was not healthy for me to think about it. And then it came up in the year of the buffoon. And I didn't know it was in the year of the buffoon. <laughs> and it was all the bad feelings rushed back to me, and I said, oh, my God, that happened, that happened, that happened. Well, the Monday after I came back, I was alerted to this so that we talked about it. And you were so ashamed. Again, you never embarrassed about anything, which is part of your charm. But this one, you wanted to hide. It'll never sit well for me. I, I could be 82, <laughs> you know, and it might come rushing back to me as I'm laying there, you know, body just ridden on a, on a bed, on a gurney. And I'll think, how did I mess up the hitman's name? How did I do that? It's amazing. It was so Maybe good. my greatest career regret. <laughs> That's saying something. And what's amazing is that Pete has had this brilliant montage edited together, and he had that part. And it was kind of long because he had one of your questions calling him Mike, then one of Mike's answers, then calling him Matt, then one of Ma Mike's answers as Matt, and then you correcting yourself with the email. And the only thing I really did to the 12 DAs was... I said, this is really funny, but it happened so quickly, you have to hammer this. Yeah. And so I edited out ever hearing Mike's answers. I cut down when you referenced them multiple different ways, and then I kept repeating them, kept repeating them, uh. kept repeating them, because then that's it hammers the, the humor home. And when I came in, I was a little worried after I did the edit that Pete was going to be a little upset, like, oh, you edited this out, you cut this out. Came back and he said, I love the edit. I was like, okay, cool. He goes, and what you did with the hitman, that's ex I couldn't think of how to do it, but that's the way to do it. That was perfect. He was so pleased that we had a way to yeah. hammer home those mistakes. And I'll take everybody behind the scenes because I don't know. You guys were communicating in DA Pete language that I couldn't understand talking in front of me. And the way Pete said it was, that thing you did there yes. with that... I couldn't figure out the way to do that, but you did that the way I should have done that. And I'm sitting, I go, I don't even understand what the heck you guys are talking about. But it ends up, that's that's what you guys were referencing. Yes. Exactly right. Uh, so now the Gelb v. Mraz picks competition is done. Yeah. And have you talked to Gelb since he lost the competition? About that, no. Not about the competition. Oh, wow. You talked about... Something else? Uh, no. Well, Gelb texts me frequently, I would say, during every Ranger game. We're kind of like Ranger friend buddies. Wow. Uh, that's like our common theme. We're both New York Ranger fans. So we text often about the New York Rangers. And uh, something he texted me, I will tell you, just on Tuesday, did you see Andrew Perloff in yoga pants? Because uh, that was a big bit on Maggie and Perloff, which I happened to catch on Twitter. I said, yeah. And he responded, woof. And then I didn't answer him. So that's the only thing we've talked about. Okay. Because he loses the bet. There was obviously some agita last week on Friday, whether you misled him, whether he deserved to have more information, et cetera. But now that he's lost, he's got to dress up like Matt Rule at the Bob's Bar Show and park everybody's car. And I didn't know if you guys had, I guess, made up. Well, I think we were, we were never truly fighting. I think there was just an understanding that I will never trust him again. Oh, okay. I think that's, that's the all. Yeah, I think that's just the understanding is that that was really a cheapskate move. I thought that was really a punk move. 
Uh, and now I just know where it lies. If I have any kind of competition or anything, even if it's not on this show with Zach Gelb, <laughs> I just know what kind of snake he can become. Well, now that he lost, he doesn't get – there's no way he can come back for next year. Well, that's right? not true because we haven't aired Tom Boyle's Tom Doyle's picks. Okay. Friedman lost and I he came back. I thought that Gelb had to win to stay on. No, I didn't. Me and Super Dave did two straight years. True, but I don't know if we had the stipulation. Do we even have a stipulation? <laughs> What's in the bylaws? What's in the bylaws? What does that mean? I think we just didn't bring back Connor okay. because he did so poorly. Okay, so if Gelb, he may have lost to you, but if he still beats Tom Boyle, he gets to come back next year. Yeah, he gets to. It doesn't mean he will. I think that's the stipulation. He's eligible. He He's has eligible. eligibility. Okay. Uh, nobody has eligibility if Tom Doyle keeps him loyal beat Gelb, then we said he has to do right, it. That's he the has stipulation. To be the okay. Yes. Okay. So Gelb is not a lock to be back one I way see. or another. He's just definitely not eligible if, Bo- if Tom <laughs> Doyle beat him. I see. So we will find out on Thursday what Boyle's record is. Do we think he beat Gelb? So Gelb ends up finishing, I think, two games under 500. No, he went one and two and was one game under 500 already. So three games three under and a push. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. This, to me, would be a real letdown of a movie. If we build up the yeah. hype for Thursday and get there and we find out that Tom Doyle was 10 games under <laughs> or something like that, I think, yeah, I, I think if I could predict, mm-hmm. and I'm not a movie writer or anything like that, uh-huh. if I could predict, I would guess that Tom Doyle keeps him loyal would have beaten both of us. I'm going to say that he had a big year, and that's going to set in motion this chain of events where people think that Boyle is a sharp and that he, I am screwed next year, so we really have to elevate what is on the line. That is, if I were to predict what's to come, that's what's to come. That feels right. That feels like the appropriate storyline and, and story yeah. arc here. I've seen enough DA shows and <laughs> yeah. seasons when the writers don't change to tell me and predict exactly what's going to unfold. Right. Boyle ends up at six games over five hundred, destroying both of you guys. He then gets the spot next to you, and there's massive anticipation about him hammering you all all next season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'll be July and August. It'll be get us to NFL season because we have this sharp next to Mraz, <laughs> and we need to figure out what's on the line, you know? It'll be like, you know, spread your butt cheeks in the Empire State Building or something like that. <sighs> big reveal coming up on Thursday. <laughs> big, big reveal. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, you've got to record, you've got to film you and one of the other guys carrying Bob the Deli Man down the stairs for the Giants playoff game. <laughs> you have to. That's unreal. Bob's at a very vulnerable state right now. I'll see if he's okay with that. But you guys think I'm kidding. No, no, we really got to get him down those stairs. So he's at your parents' house in the bedroom. Not in the bedroom. He can't even make it up the stairs right now. In his well, oh, he can, but he can't. So he, he had knee surgery. Uh, yeah, six days ago he had knee surgery, and his hip was still ailing. I mean, he's like a robotic man now. So there is this recliner my mom bought that he has not left. Just he's sitting in this recliner in the living room. room. Yeah, in a living room with a walker. You would think he's eighty years old <laughs> if you looked at him. The tennis balls, the whole thing. And I was there on Saturday when the physical therapist came by, and he's you know he's in his sixties. Yeah. Yeah, and he's moving, I, and he's supposed to make a full recovery. People have even said he could play senior softball again after this <laughs> surgery, right? So, but right now he is extremely hobbled. And as a result, 
we watch, as you know, that's our thing. We watch every game together. My house has kind of become, I have NFL Sunday ticket. It just has become like the hub of where we watch the games. I got a pretty good setup. So last week, Giant game didn't mean anything. I thought my sisters were maybe just going to stay by him. I figured I'd watch the game with a neighbor or whatever. Everybody still came to my house for a meaningless game. And my dad was left by himself on the oh, recliner. Wow. And he's texting us the whole time. Galladay scores the touchdown. So he had my mom call us on Monday and said, your father said he's doing all he can. Like, he's not missing the playoffs. He needs to be on the field with you guys. So the thought was, I said, you know, I have a smaller TV upstairs. going to be upstairs. And nope. I'll get down. I just need your help. We're going to have to carry me down the stairs. So that's the plan. We're going to bring him down, and we hope that that's like that's like the moment LT runs out of the tunnel. <laughs> that you just hope that it gives us emotional uplift. Because if the Giants get crushed by the Vikings, we got to help them back up the stairs out of there. It's going to be a rough one. It'll be a rough scene. Wow. And you guys couldn't go to their house to watch? So this is the thing. My parents' house was the glory years. We watched both Giants Super Bowls there and everything like that. The main setup in their den, let's say, the couch broke a year and a half ago. There's <laughs> like a couple sunken in parts. And because me and my sister each have houses relatively close, we've done a lot of events there. They've just given up on fixing the couch. So it's not really like <laughs> great to watch a game at. And my dad loves the upstairs living room, which is extremely uncomfortable. There's not a rec- other than his one recliner, not anywhere to be found. And the TV's like a 32 inch. <laughs> Like, I don't know how somehow, and I think all the attention got focused on Bob's Bar and they put everything to the outside of the house, so it's like the place to be during the summer. It's sad in the winter. <laughs> it's a seasonal re- restaurant. Yeah, you go in the summer, it's, you, you think you're in paradise. You start having, when it's cold and you got to be inside, you're like, wow, where do I even sit? The wood floor? It's become the uncomfortable old people's house in the winter. So that's where it's at. <laughs> okay. So you guys, and where you watch games is not on the ground floor. You're in a basement, stairs down. Yeah, probably. Big TV set up. Probably 12 stairs, and you got to go, you know, whatever. You get the big screen that surrounds it. It's like, a, you know, we set it up kind of like an awesome, it's an awesome sports set. It's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, and it's now become the place to be to watch Giant games for our Giants little crew there, the sisters and, you know, a couple friends or whatever. So We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He had FOMO last week, so we got to carry him down like left witch on his shoulders, (laughs) get him set up. He's already ordered a ban on dogs so they don't jump on him. So I got to keep Eli upstairs. Yankee Doodle's got to stay home with my sisters. It's a chaotic situation right now. He's ordered the ban. Citywide ban. He said, I'm coming. But the only thing is we got to keep the dog because our two dogs will fight and wrestle the whole time and jump on him. Well, yeah, citywide dogs have to be left <laughs> in their own places away from the downstairs. So your sister can't come then? No, she's coming and leaving the dog home. But usually... Ah. It's chaos. There's two dogs fighting the whole time as we're trying to watch games, knocking over drinks. You know, <laughs> Kyler Murray's driving. You got bets on the line. It's a, it's a thing. What a scene. It'll be an emotional scene. <laughs> yes, it will be. In Bayshore this weekend for Giants and Vikings, to be sure. Well, Pam Oliver reporting outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's side A. Here comes Bogish on the year of the buffoon at side B. 
dickery dickery, howdy do, how's everybody doing? It's me, it's me, it's me, it's Mraz, and how are you? It's Bogus, it's Bogus, happy wildcard week, Bogus, how's what's going on? You're too much, leave me alone. I'm pumped up, man, it's a big week. We're back in the flow of the new year. We just saw Pete before, you know, he heads out, you know, last one in, first one out kind of guy. I mean, he is not the franchise quarterback, if no, we're being he's honest. Not. <laughs> he's not. He is not. Uh, Pete the body definitely has, you know, started the year behaving like a man on an expiring NBA contract. We need a Kyler Murray clause in this contract. He's got to guarantee us that he'll do some work from home every night. Uh, yeah, that was very insidey, but that's what, that's what side B is for. Okay, well. I guess we will lead here the buffoon, your <laughs> thoughts uh, overall. I did preface it, obviously, has been stated now numerous times. I thought I'd come out of the other end looking good. I still am going to stand by that. <laughs> okay. I, no, I'm just going to say <laughs> if this. If you want. If I didn't personally have the moment, which I got to be honest, I I guess I did such a good job of blacking out, uh, not because of liquor or anything, but blocking out of my mind the idea that I had screwed up that fantasy football guest on one of those summer Fridays in yeah. August. If I did not hear that today during Year of the Buffoon, I think I would come out of this going, you know what? Most of those, and I believe it was Dixieland Dan that tweeted it, were just slips. Other than the Caterpillar thing, a lot of the stuff was stuff I knew. I just couldn't register in real time. Well, all right. So, yeah, I mean, some of them were close to reality, but they also remain inexplicable. Like, okay, you knew there were three Columbus ships but you had Nuno in there. You had the Pinto, which is a car. I'm going to be honest. Bean. After hearing that, I'm, I'm more confused than ever as to what the three ships were. Right. You also, the DeGromo, Recklin, Wrestling. Like, some of them have their slips, but they're also more like your face is melting and you no one can form sounds correctly. So you have to, like, talk yourself back into that, like, or out of the spasm to get to the real thing. At the risk of sounding and making another year of the buffoon, although, again, Pete's already out of here and won't listen to this, so I don't know how it would get I'll in. alert him. Um... The brain synapses, synapses? Synapses, yeah. Okay, those things that fire. I don't know if it's because we're early morning. Because I feel like this year of the buffoon stuff is crazier in the morning. I don't Are know. Are you about to say you're smarter in the afternoon? No. You're, no. Okay. Look, I am what I am. What I'm <laughs> saying to you is I would still make mistakes. When I'm, there's something off, I think, with my brain where I go to say something. And this is stories all this time. And I know what I'm trying to say, and it just won't come out of my mouth. And it, this was another example of that. Like, listen back, I'm like, I know it's Roman Greco. Oh, Greco-Roman. <laughs> so it's not Roman. <laughs> it's not. Then my whole point. Yeah, stinks. so we'll just... Maybe I don't know. Start from the top. Three, so, two, and so one. I hello, hello. Agree, agree, knock, knock. So there are certain things I would have said where I still would have been wrong, but I would have been less wrong. Yeah. And again, you know. Are you sure it's Greco? Oh, Come I'm, on. I'm very sure. So um, I was actually closer with the Grecklin Roman. Uh, Wait, what did I you say? You said like DeGramo Recklin. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you really haven't been close yet. And even like, you know, the Galoptagoose, not the Glaucoma. That's simultaneously close and then nowhere near where it should be. I thought about that, and I think the re- I was going for, like, goopiness in your eyes. Right. So I think I was going for eye. glaucoma with goop, and I called it a galoopa goose. Yeah, I think, I think what you need to do is just don't no. fight it. Just, just, just own it. Don't try to explain it away. It is what it is. Mo- people are—the the reactions are kind of positive where you're giving people inspiration that they can push through whatever they're fighting against because you do that every day, too. So, like, I think— it's something to embrace. It is something to embrace. Now, you, by the way, speaking of embracing, are the winner of the brouhaha. How about that? And by the way, I still think DA's math might be wrong on beers he owes. 
Um, he doesn't owe 82. He owes 102, right? He owes... That he, came up in the Twitch chat. He said 82 on the air, and then my 20. I think he owes 102. Um, and then he owes... Yeah, he owes like 122 total between... Yeah, well, he... What he, he owed you from last year and your double... The double bet, yeah. and then what he owes me. Okay. All right, so I think that comes to whatever. Whatever I was plus 20, he was minus 80-something. He definitely owes me 102 yeah. beers. so he had that wrong. But nonetheless, you were going to get the beers. Yeah. You have stated that you're going to take half. Yes. Because who doesn't like drinking beers, mm-hmm. and you love beer. But that amount is just simply too much to keep in the garage. I mean, you're talking about your wife, who doesn't even want Halloween candy in the house. Yeah. Has to dump it out. So you were going to offer a bunch of the beer to Bob's Bar, which I think is great. Uh, I think it's awesome for the listeners to come in, drink some of the winnings. Obviously, we've settled on at least a little bit of a compromise. We're going to do it either the week or two weeks before Bob's Bar when we get to that point uh, and do the exchange. Our whole point, where you basically, you wanted no part of having to bring these beers home. Well, no, I don't want to bring home more than I have to. You were trying to get me to get fully punished off well, of this on the air on Tuesday or Monday, whatever well, it was. Because it was a lot of work for me to get these beers in a car last year. It, it was, but it was also a lot of work for me and Kaplan to get them up and down once. Well, I'll say this. So, obviously, I'm going to bring whatever one's back to Bob's Ward. You're wheeling these all down. If I had to wheel them down last year, you were bringing them down the freight elevator and you're going through the same heck I went through. But you i got to earn those beers. I, I went to that same heck last year because I had to get well, them up here to show them off in the first place. I had to gonna... buy them. Get them into my car once. Get like them it. up here. So I did did plenty of work like, last year. I don't like it because I think, in hindsight, I might have given up half the beers last year if it meant I didn't have to wheel them down to the car. So you, again, don't don't hold that against me either. Yeah. Okay. And I want to also make this announcement because you're offering them. I am blown away. Several people on Twitter, Bogues, and I guess because the hype is already building, right? We've already started the year. People are dreaming of warmer weather have specifically asked about dates about Bob's Bar because we've mentioned it a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, Zach Gelb lost the, the bed officially. You're going to have Ms. Matt Rule parking your car. Right. You mentioned the beer thing. And I think we're creating a buzz about it already. I just want to stress, to anybody that's reached out to me on Twitter, I've tried to answer you, whatever. We will try to not plan Bob's Bar a week before. We, I promise you we will try <laughs> to give you some sort of notice. Yeah. The whole deal right now is there are several moving parts for planning a show like this. Now, you might say you don't need to book the venue in your parents' backyard. I need to stress this. My father has just had his third surgery right. in a year and a half, okay? He – and I, I'm, I'm – being facetious when I say this, but we actually have to help him get down to my basement <laughs> to watch the Giants with everybody. We just need to see how his not that we're not doing the Bob's Bar show, but yeah, I can't expect my parents to host a bunch of people from Anchorage to Tubong Two right. to come over without knowing how he's doing. So like, I can't book a date yet. And with DA, with all that too, we need to worry about you know he's got his summer Friday A trips, he's got several travels to come up. Right. You know, if you figure it's probably going to be end of May, early June, but we just we don't want to give you a date. Have you pay your own money to come, and we literally can't do that date. So yeah. that is why we're not announcing anything yet. But well, we will we will make the effort. And we're, we are not good at planning ahead, but this has now gotten to a point where we have to. We have no choice yeah. but to think about this, compare schedules. But I think it's safe to say, I mean, I, I, I hope people are not buying plane tickets, which is like a weird thing to say. It's like, why are we to come? Yeah. But, like, I've said this about the Boise trip. Like, it never crossed my mind growing up to go see Mike and the Mad Dog in person somewhere. Yeah. So, like, I'm blown away by anyone making any commitment and I think it's awesome. to come here. It's amazing. But, like, my head is people are going to drive here. So, like, it's if it's one Friday or another, if you're going to drive, no right. big deal. But I get that people are going to come from far away, need to get hotels. I think it's safe to assume 
Again, don't book anything, but we're certainly targeting like the Friday before or the Friday after Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Like that's the target. Because the point is to kick off the summer. Right, the we got to nail it down. The only caveat, I'm going to be honest, I'll be totally honest with the, the only caveat is two things. My dad it just isn't fully ready, which we expect him to be. Right. He has some kind of setback with his knees. He's not fully ready to right. hobble around until July, August. We saw Lamar Jackson be back by now. Right. He's not. We can't put up a time frame on, on Bob. And you might be saying, well, Mirage, your dad doesn't host the show, whatever. It's a matter of he's going to want to be up and moving around. It's his house. He's on the grill. He, yes, he loves entertaining and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't sit there and have a do a show where he's not able to feel like he's a part of making the rounds, nor does he want to look like. Right, he doesn't like want to be hobbling around either. Like, right, yes. Yeah, so that is certainly part of it. Now, the expectation is he'll be ready by the end of May, June, mm-hmm. but I can't, let's, let's give it a, uh, like a month or two here to see where he's at. The other part of it, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I have reached out and I've already been in talks with the one and only Gidget of Gadgets, Katie Linendahl, oh. okay? And the reason that's important is Katie is such a great in-studio guest and she's such a fabric of the DA show and the DA aliens love her. That she has even asked me, I want to make this happen. This year, I want to make this happen. She has a very fluid travel yeah. schedule. So, I, not that she is a deal breaker because it's still, you know, it's still the DA show. But if it comes down to one of three weekends, let's say, all around the same time, and one of them, Katie, can make it, I'd, I'd venture to guess we'd like to make that yeah. possible. So, you know, I, we're le- all I would say is this: we're January 11th. I think it's fair to say we probably won't have anything. Lock down till March 11th, you know, and that still gives you at least two months yeah. to figure it out. So we thank you all. We've talked a lot about Bob's Bar, but just so you know, just the unfortunate reality between all the moving parts, we can't really pinpoint a date until I'm going to guess another two months from now. But if you, if you need to make, you know, if you're if you have that kind of brain where you need to make plans and you're itching to get here, I can speak for Pete in this situation. Get yourself here in time for the Friday before Memorial Day weekend, whatever that Friday is, the Friday the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. Be right. here for Friday on that Thursday. If the show is not that Friday, I think Pete will put you up at his house until yeah. we get to the show, whether it's the next Friday or the Friday after that. Yeah, and if you're willing to watch his kid. Oh, that's I mean, a huge, huge one. It's yeah. huge. You know, Pete's looking to skirt paying child care, so it's huge. You want to build schedules for this place? Totally possible. I think that's a fair trade. Totally possible. So we've heard you. Bogus is going to supply you with some beers. Now, mind you, if that many people come, the I half know. beers he's it's donating. Not, it's going to get us might, a not, 6 a.m. Yeah, you might get a one freebie. We're going to have to yeah. give you a voucher. Right. You know, that could be funny, handing out vouchers, the one free <laughs> Bogus Bruhaha beer. You might get that. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. And then, you know, again, hopefully we have a nice Rangers run, something like that, make it a whole day of it again. So it's freezing out most parts of the country. We're dreaming of flamingo shirts and Connor Green covered and stuff. Uh, and parking cars by by Zach Gelb. Yeah. We're still, unfortunately, a long way out. Caserta and Tim Boyle yeah. chugging beers together. Oh, look. And again, I say it's a long way out. It'll come faster than we think. Yeah. But just be patient. Be patient. We will try not to screw you over. I personally <laughs> will make it a vow not to screw you over. I know DA sometimes can be very last minute yeah, on things. Yeah, P.S. Me and Sean will take care of this. Yeah. It's really the DA hurdle we've got to get over here to, of, to lock this course. thing in. Of course. Of course. we got to confirm also with him that he doesn't book himself on that day. Because we've had two of these shows, and both times he has disappeared. Last well, time he went, true. he left to write columns last Friday. We'll make sure he does that beforehand yeah. so he's there for the entire time. There's already been some rumors on top of the, the parking that we might have to lock the gate. NDA's not allowed to leave. It's fair. You know, because I look around, and I got, you know, Mechanicsburg Dan and a, and a Dave Garrard jersey, and I'm with DA. I'm the only right. one sitting here talking to him. <laughs> Uh, so we have that going on. All right, folks, where can we get you on Twitter? Uh, at Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mirazz CBS. Have a great week, everyone.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.